place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics now Aloha, comic book fans! Welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 207, where I'm going to be doing some recommending and only lightly reviewing of the best of the new comic books that just came out, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, May 8th. And this particular podcast is actually dedicated to my mom. Hey, mom! And all the moms out there who've just done so much for us. My mom even embraced me just being into comic books at a very young age. This was in the late 70s, and it was a time when comic book readers were a very just quiet, small sect of people that mostly kept it secret. So she just encouraged me to read because I enjoyed reading them and to make my own path and to just be me. So I love you, Mom, and thank you. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latori. Thank you so much for joining us here. I hope that you had a wonderful Mother's Day or Remembrance Day of your mom. That's what's uh, most important, is to be with the moms. And do me a tiny favor, hit the subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Then check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. Then please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube. All in one place with one name, at Sunspots Comics. And I always love to start the show with some humble thank yous. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast and finding us. I know there's so many podcasts out there. Whether this is your first time just giving us a shot and trying us out, or you're one of our Sunspots Comics loyalists that have been there from the very beginning. Seriously, thank you so much for choosing the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And thank you to my friend Nick Papa George for singing our Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his solo singing stuff on Instagram at nicholas.dell and his band Solution on Instagram at solution underscore band. If you love island style Hawaii feeling reggae music that's infused with rock, they're gonna love all the stuff that Nick Papa George does, and including with his band Solution. So please check out Nick and Solution, and thank you, Nick, for doing our theme song. I really appreciate it. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a cool t-shirt company. My buddy Julian, he hand makes these augmented reality t-shirts. Yeah, there's not many of those. And he bases them on cryptozoology. So like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and fun stuff like that. And you take your smartphone with this HP reveal app and you point your smartphone at any Cryptid Zoo shirt and they actually come to life with this strange and awesome little video presentation. You gotta see it. It's such a conversational piece. And when you go to cryptidzoo.com, use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of any order. That's right. Go check out cryptidzoo.com. Now, I got my single knee pad and glove on because that's all you need to be protected for what I'm about to do. Let's make a superhero landing. See? Perfectly safe. No issues there. Right into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 207. Starting out with some stuff! That's been floating around up inside of my nerdy brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply inside of my nerdy frontal lobes is that I'm creating this comic book called Zombie Destroyers, and I got a little Zombie Destroyers update for you. So check this out. Uh, 
We've now finished the pencils and the inks for the first issue of Zombie Destroyers. This is the comic book that I created, I wrote, and I'm doing the lettering as well. And we're actually now working on the bonus page. It's kind of a little autobiographical story of my childhood, this creepy little story that takes place when I'm hanging out with my sister and my cousin um, in Lake Tahoe. And we were left alone, and hijinks ensue. So it's this cool little fun bonus page. I can't wait to share Zombie Destroyers in the first issue with you. We're getting very close. And also, follow the Zombie Destroyers artist. His name is Jordan Hudson. He's a friend of mine. On Instagram, check him out, at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. So check that out. And if you want to see what my comic book looks like that I've created called Zombie Destroyers, just go over to my website, sunspotscomics.com, and click on Zombie Destroyers. And there's actually three colored sample pages there for you to look at. So go check out a little sample of my comic book, Zombie Destroyers, over on sunspotscomics.com. And next is a quick mention of our interview segment of our podcast. It's called Spotlighting. And Spotlighting is basically I share with you the conversations I've had with some amazing comic book creators. Check out the Spotlighting interview that's on the Sunspots Comics podcast feed right now that I'm super proud of. It's a conversation with comic book creator, writer, artist, Daniel Warren Johnson. He created and wrote and did the art for two of my favorite comics, uh, which are from Image, they're Extremity and Murder Falcon. You gotta check those out. They both have been top comic book picks of the week right here on our podcast. And we talk about Daniel Warren Johnson's process of making comics, which is interesting. We talk about how he loves to play heavy metal guitar and just electric guitar and how he got into the comic book business and just so much more. We actually nerded out for almost two hours. So he's definitely one of my favorite comic book creators of all time. I even played two of his metal shredding guitar tracks on the intro and the outro of that very podcast. So give it a listen. Check it out. It's Daniel Warren Johnson on our Spotlighting feed. Check it out. It's called Spotlighting on the Sunspots Comics feed. Oh, and before I forget, also on the Sunspots Comics podcast, uh, issue 196, I have two amazing interviews from this year's Long Beach Comics Expo. The first one is from Marguerite Bennett. She's the writer of Animosity from Aftershock. And the second is with DJ Kirkbride. He is the writer of Aaron Boys from Image Comics. They are two fantastic comic book writers. So check out their conversations that we had on podcast 196. And there's also so many other great interviews on our feed with comic book creators. So check those out when you get a chance. There's some great stuff there. And if you work in comic books or you're trying to break into the comic book business like I am, let's have a fun chat about your comic book right here on a future Sunspots Comics podcast. I just genuinely, of course, have to enjoy reading and enjoy your comic book to help promote it. But if so, just send me a message with a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or message me at sunspotscomics so we can set up that interview and help you promote your comic book right now in a future podcast. So there's spotlighting. So now, on to the Soul Stone, the super-powered main event, the All-Spark. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my recommendations, where I'm about to share with you my favorite comic book picks of the new comic books that just came out on New Comic Book Day, May 8th. And just in case, here is your super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But seriously, don't worry. I really don't spoil comics. I'm a very spoiler-sensitive person. I really just want to inspire you to go buy these comic books and enjoy them and read them from beginning to end. I don't even talk about the last couple of pages. I leave the cliffhanger alone, and I only discuss some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before we get into the top comic book picks, let me discuss this week's... Let me announce this week's Artist Winner and Cover Artist Winner of the Week. (laughs) 
Every week, I pick what I believe to be the best of the comic book art that's that's brand new, that just came out uh, this week. That's May 8th, New Comic Book Day. It's tough to pick sometimes. There's a lot of great comic book art out there, but you got to put your nerdy eyeballs on these particular ones immediately. I promise you'll be so happy that you did. It's fantastic stuff. My pick of the week, here we go, for cover artist winner of the week is Sumit Kumar for his stunning cover art on These Savage Shores, issue number four from Vault Comics. Please give him a follow at Art of Sumit Kumar. That's S-U-M-I-T-K-U-M-A-R. Sumit has been a Sunspots Comics podcast cover artist and artist winner of the week before for These Savage Shores. So I strongly recommend you gaze upon his amazing gift of art. It's beautiful. And this particular uh, issue here, this is These Savage Shores, issue number four, which is our cover winner. It's this amazing wraparound cover, which I love when comic book art does that. It's just, it's more real estate. A lot of times back pages are just kind of a wasted page, but this ties it all in together in this lovely wraparound cover. The backdrop is this purple and blue moonlit sky that's just filled with bats. Yeah, it's a little batman right there. And I love the silhouette in the background of this old creepy tree. And there's this woman that's walking her horse towards this dark castle. It's all in silhouette. It's just, it's beautiful. It's very kind of Beauty and the Beast-ish, by the way. You know, woman walking her horse towards a castle at night. <laughs> um, but the main thrust of the, of the gorgeousness of this cover of uh, These Savage Shorts, issue number four, is the Dracula-like vampire. He's got these glowing red eyes. I love the intricate design of, of his blood-red robe. And this kind of like argyle-infused art that's like all over his kind of whitish undershirt. But it really just stands right out. And I love the shirt design because it even transformed, like I said, from, from this argyle design into bats down towards the bottom because that's what Draculas do, right? Transform to bats. But <laughs> I even enjoy the, just the placement of the moon that's right behind the title font. So it just really helps just make the entire cover for this gorgeous cover art for The Savage Shores issue number four. Just completely delightful. That's why it's it's just fantastic and it won cover art. There was a lot of great cover art this week. So check out These Savage Shores issue number four. The cover's gorgeous. And this week's artist winner of the week also goes to Sumit Kumar for These Savage Shores issue number four from Vault Comics. Again, follow him at Art of Sumit Kumar. I adore the opening sequence. It's this huge splash page, wordless, gorgeous splash page. It's showing the carnage of war. You've got the red coats that are just being decimated by this demon creature named Bashan. And I love the design of his red horns. He's kind of werewolf-like in his physique, by the way. So I like that. Very muscular werewolf. And this monster would just fit so well as like an adversary or teammate of Hellboy. It just seems to fit that kind of look and feel and design. And I love the use of the dark green and purples that are just showing this night sky over this gorgeous, gorgeously designed like Middle Eastern palace. Like it's made of stone. Again, that's kind of in the opening sequence. It's just gorgeous. It'll take your breath away. And there's just a bunch of wordless, beautiful panels of this monster Bashan. He's kind of brooding in the dark. He's like lurking in the darkness with his glowing red eyes. It's just, uh, anytime he does that, which seriously, Bashan lurking in the darkness in this comic is like four or five times with those glowing red eyes. But I love it. It's just seriously so lovely to look at. That is why Mr. Sumit Kumar for These Savage Shores, issue number four from Vault Comic. You are our cover artist and artist winner of the week. Thank you so much, Sumit Kumar. You're um, blessed with this amazing gift of art. And the breakdown. 
I actually read a pull list this week of 16 comic books, brand new comic books that came out, and only four of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right, I'm only going to recommend four to you. they got to be great, or they do not make it to the Sunspots Comics Podcast top pick list. So you're really getting something special. And new number ones, I actually had three new number ones this week, and none of them made it to the top pick list. Yeah, it's got to be like four and a quarter stars and above and be something that makes it to my pull list to really be considered uh, a number one that I'm going to recommend to you. So it's got to be great. And so here we go. Here are my comic book recommendations. This is my list of what I consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, May 8th. I seriously, strongly recommend you go and buy these at your local comic book shop today. Please support your local comic book shop. And uh, what what's uh, local comic book shop do you support? That's a good one. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> I actually support Comic Madness in Ontario, California. Shout out to the owner, Lee, and the manager, Jeremy. Jeremy's a buddy of mine, and he's actually currently working on a variant cover of my comic book, Zombie Destroyers, for the issue number one. Thank you, Jeremy. I love your design with, it's kind of Pink Floyd, the wall with this zombie, and its mouth is wide open. There's kind of all this art that's taking place inside of the zombie's mouth. It's crazy. Check his art out. His name is Jeremy. He's the manager of Comic Madness in Ontario. Follow him at SkeletonKing82. Check out his art. He's a fantastic artist. And please, most importantly, support your local comic book shops today. They need all the help they can get. So now, there are four great comic books this week that I'm about to recommend to you. So here we go. Coming in at number four is Jim Henson's The Storyteller Sirens, issue number two. Yes, very long title of that one. This is, uh, of course, by the lovely comic book company Archaea. I love their sort of unique style. They're very, they, they kind of looks like they print on parchment. I love that style of theirs. And this is story and art by Chan Chow. And uh, letters by Jim Campbell. Beautiful lettering, by the way. Cover by Corey Godby. He's been a cover artist winner of the week before. You got to look at this cover of Sirens. Issue number two, it's just this, this lovely kaiju giant woman that has the sort of body of a, a human body top and a kaiju snake bottom it's really interesting as she sort of plays with these clay humans and we'll get into what that's about but it's a gorgeous kind of painted style cover from Corey Godbay you got to check it out he's a wonderful artist and uh, by the way the uh, sirens issue number one that's Jim Henson's storyteller sirens issue number one was a triple winner here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It was the number one pick of the week when it came out. It was the cover artist and artist winner of the week. And this was for the Sunspots Comics Podcast number 202, if you want to hear it. And uh, by the way, all of the Jim Henson's uh, storytellers, uh, the, the Sirens episodes, they stand alone. So you don't need uh, to really worry about reading number one, but I would. It was that good. It's a triple winner, as I said. And each of the uh, issues, by the way, they give you kind of a new moral and a new story. And sometimes even a new artist, but that's not always the case. But sometimes you get a brand new artist. You definitely always get kind of a new moral to the story and a new story with new characters on each issue of Jim Henson's The Storyteller, Sirens. And uh, issue number two of Sirens is really about this Eastern kind of Asian goddess. That uh, they, It's the story of creation. It's that she created the world as we know it. And I love that they play with Eastern religions here. It's very interesting. And I love the design of Nua. As I was saying, she's this giant human-looking upper body and face and hands, but the but just this giant snake on her lower body. Like, she literally, the snake will weave in and out of mountains and mountaintops. So she's kaiju giant. And I love the very minimalist art style here. It's by Chan Chow. 
and also very kind of light, soft color palette. It's just kind of very whimsical feel to the whole thing. Very wonderful, wonderfully set fairy tale. And every issue of uh, Jim Henson's uh, Storytellers, by the way, uh, they they start with the old man and his faithful four-legged companion sitting next to their fireplace in their very warm and cozy home, just having conversations about why things are important in life. And the dog is definitely kind of a metaphor for just a young and naive child, basically. The dog sees the world that way, through a very young, naive sensibility. And in this story, the lesson is about patience, ultimately. And I love the when you're looking at Nua, this goddess, again, that's roaming the earth and creating creatures and creating the world as we know it. She just has this loneliness look, like this look on her face. Beautifully sold with wonderful art by Chan Chow. And... It's just this uh, godly being wandering around the earth, creating creatures, but overall, the uh, there's just this sadness about her, um, and the writing even gives a nod to like people that currently like battle depression. I felt, and I quote: "It says sadness overwhelmed her, even though there was no seemingly no no seemingly reason for it." End quote. And I just thought, wow, that's kind of a nod to people that, you know, maybe battle with depression. I know like I know people like that in my life. Um, but I really enjoyed all of the challenges that Nua faces and that she ultimately like learns that she and, and it and she learns and it ties into that lesson that's you're being taught by the old man and the dog at the very end. So it ties in together very well. And I love the the subtle nod that the old man, maybe he somehow is in all these lovely stories, possibly. But what would that make him, right? Some kind of omnipotent power. But anyway, do yourself a favor. Get Jim Henson's Storyteller Sirens, issue number two. Get number one as well. And look into all of the Jim Henson Storyteller series. There's like witches and dragons and there's a bunch of them. I love them all. I won't name them all, but I love them. Check out Jim Henson's Storytellers. But definitely like buy a copy of this like for your mom for Mother's Day. She'll love it. And here we go now. On to the top three comic book recommendations of the week. Here's the big three. The top kahunas. Here we go. <laughs> this uh, number three is These Savage Shores, issue number four. This is our cover artist and artist winner of the week. And this was, again, in the past, a number one pick of the week here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. So this comic book is fantastic. And I absolutely love These Savage Shores. It has a very dark tone, and it's, it's just a wonderfully done era piece that's set in the mid-1700s. It's just a quick gist. It's about these two Middle Eastern families that are at war for the control of this very lucrative silk route, like silk business, you know, starting up the silk uh, factories and foundations, etc. But but with that uh, war going on, there are also monsters afoot. On one side of the war, you have this very young prince that's partnered with Bishan. He's this, this demon that has a heart, which is strange and unlikely. And I love that they have a complex set of problems. <laughs> they, they do. They, it's run by a young prince. Uh, Dracula has come to their castle gate to murder this young prince uh, for killing one of Dracula's like good friends. So it's Dracula's on a, a, a just a revenge uh, mission here. And my favorite sequence by far is this fight between the vampire hunter and Dracula. He is just he's doing well for a moment, and and. 
his normal sort of uh, weapons that he uses for vampires have been more effective on uh, younger, new vampires, but not not the old vampire like a Dracula. His name isn't Dracula, I don't think, in this, but it's it's much like the master vampire here. And the, yeah, his his usual arsenal is, is just ineffectual <laughs> versus the ancient one that is this Dracula-like creature. I also love when Dracula goes through his transformation. It's just wonderfully drawn into this uh, winged creature and they definitely added their unique twist to kind of how this ancient dracula like figure looks so i i appreciated that little attention to detail to make dracula look a little different so thank you for that and i love the relationship between the young prince and this demon bashan the prince is is trying to rule his kingdom as this young kid and and also put his trust in a very unlikely character that is this demon named bashan so at times he worries is the does the demon have his sort of his own interests at heart or is he really helping this young prince but there was also this like father figure father and son sweetness to their conversations and it feels very much of that time of the 1700s those little conversations between father and son between Bishan and the prince really get me I love that that's kind of an emotional draw and I also really love the short letters that are written we get little splashes of like people writing each other because you know there was no any other way but to communicate via letters so that just feels very authentic to the 1700s so they read little snippets from letters and it just has that that 1700s feel to them and so that adds a little extra kind of immersion i would say is those little letter clips but great cliffhanger at the end of this issue involving this mortal woman that the demon Bashan has actually fallen in love with so there, yeah, there's a little bit of a romantic uh situation twisted all into this this very complicated story that is these Savage Shores. So seriously, pick up all four issues of this. There has been long release times in between, but now that they're all four out, you can just grab all four of these and you'll want to binge them. You won't be able to put it down. So get these Savage Shores issue number four from Vault Comics. Fan, fantastic stuff. By the way, it's written by Ram V and of course our art winner, Sumit Kumar. Got to give a nod to colorist as well, Vittorio Astone. Again, love those purples and blues, all the sunsets and the skies, the way they look. They're just gorgeous. It's just uh, fantastic to look at. And coming in at number two is Murder Falcon, issue number eight. This is from Image Comics. This is uh, creator, artist, writer, Daniel Warren Johnson. Fantastic coloring from Mike Spicer. And top it all off, amazing Automatopoeia from Russ Wooten. Some fantastic action lettering. Uh, it was actually the letter winner for the Suns, the coveted Sunspots Comics uh, Award for 2018. Letter winner. But this uh, also was the uh, fantasy winner for the same award, Sunspots Comics Awards. But anyway, 2018. So this is the end. This is the finale. This is the eighth and final issue of Murder Falcon. If you've listened to the Sunspots Comics podcast, you know it has been a multiple winner. It's been a cover art winner. It's been an artist winner. It's been the number one top pick of the week a few times. It's been in the top five. It's always up in that two or three. Uh, so it's a it's a phenomenal top rated pick for me. I highly recommend it. And uh, they're going to be re- uh, releasing Murder Falcon in a collected edition. But I, I know it's going to take some time to do that. So I strongly recommend going to your local comic book shop and getting single issues of all eight of Murder Falcon immediately. They have made a few... Um, variant covers but very little and some of the shops I've been to have been sold out of uh, Murder Falcon issue number one and two they've been reprinting some of it so you might see some reprints out there but it's worth picking up now and reading and binging the whole thing Murder Falcon is phenomenal but anyway um, so here's why I love Murder Falcon (laughs) Murder Falcon 
takes a horde of alien demon kaiju monster things that are out to destroy the earth, uh, uses heavy metal as a weapon to battle this evil horde, and adds in a deeply emotional element with some wonderful character development. And just tops it all off, of course, with, with some top-notch art and color and lettering. It's the entire delicious breakfast burrito, just with your favorite green sauce, all in there together. <laughs> now I'm hungry. I need a breakfast burrito. My mouth literally started watering. Um, so the finale of Murder Falcon does not disappoint. It's the final fight between the evil demon leader, Magnum Chaos, versus uh, Jake and his band called Bruticus and his uh, lovely wife, Anne. Uh, also with some help from Japan's Philharmonic Orchestra and the TMDF, the Tokyo Musical Defense Force. I love that <laughs> name, that acronym. And uh, I have so many favorite sequences in Murder Falcon issue number eight. Um, one of my f favorites is the huge splash page where we are thrown right into this epic war of metal versus monsters. It's the best way to describe it. There's a giant kaiju sea creature versus these giant purple sea snakes, monstrous looking things. It's, it's, it's kind of King Ghidorah in a way. I love Godzilla and stuff. A, a, a battleship with tons of just amplifiers on the front of, of is just blasting the music that is harnessed as weapons for Murder Falcon and the other spirit monsters that are fighting for Earth. And it's it's apocalypse now in a way because the air is just filled with with rockets um, and music shooting helicopters. They're literally shooting rockets and music out. It's great. It's this epic, fun war page. Like I said, metal versus monsters. And I just love the the statue that's that's playing that's like paying homage to Lemmy from Motorhead, the Ace of Spades. I love that song. And uh, that's when they get to this 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 key point in the story, uh, which I won't spoil. But they they finally make it there, and there's this great statue again. Like I said, Lemmy from Motorhead. And uh, oh, and the the fantastic sequence, uh, paying homage to Jason Becker. I shared a picture of this. And a, and a little bit of Jason Becker's amazing, inspiring story. Check it out. Google Jason Becker or just go to Sunspots Comics. You'll see this picture that Daniel Warren Johnson drew in this Murder Falcon issue number eight. That's, that's just glorious. And it, a lot of people don't know about Jason Becker and his story. Check it out. He's an amazing composer, musician. But anyway, this comic book hits me in my heart. Uh, every, actually, every issue of Murder Falcon just hits me right in the heart. Um, because of the relationship between Anne and Jake and because of the sort of illness that one of them's going through that I won't say which one in case this is your first time listening but it's just about the sort of the drama of that of that illness and, and how they how they struggle with it and how even at one point Magnum Chaos just uses sort of a mind control power to mess with Jake and try to get him thrown off of his his game by making him relive some of these horrible moments that they went through between Anne and Jake with this battle with this horrible illness. So that's the kind of emotional heart and draw that gets me every single time. It's the Jake and Anne stuff. But this is truly a comic book that I will never forget, ever. It's one of my favorite comic books of all times. It's it's mainly because Daniel Warren Johnson, um, you know, creating Jake and Anne to just be very relatable characters that you root for and going through an illness that so many people and have gone through and people I know have gone through. So it's, uh, it's that kind of emotional pact, but yet metal in your face, and it'll just melt your mind and heart, and uh, it's wonderful, glorious stuff. It's one of those rare situations where, seriously, a comic book uh, that I will reread, and I'll remember for all time, and I'll probably even buy in collections as gifts for people, it's Murder Falcon. It's amazing. Read all of Murder Falcon, folks. It's just, it's truly a comic book masterpiece. 
But here we go now. On to the number one top comic book pick of the week. The Jedi Master, the King, the Supreme Leader. The number one comic book pick of the week is... Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, issue number six from Marvel Comics. And this is written by Tom Taylor, and it's fantastic. Very clean, cartoony um, art style from Juan Cabal. He has two N's in his name, so is that one? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. Great color by Nolan Woodard and Federico Blee, by the way. Great color. Just cartoony, Spider-Man-y, nostalgic, bright coloring. I love it. But Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man issue number six absolutely surprised me. It's very, very rare that a comic book will literally fill my, my eyes with tears, will make me well up with, with tears. It's very rarely happened. I can count it on one hand, maybe both hands, uh, that, that this happens. Well, it definitely happened for me here as I read um, uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man issue number six. It's the story of Spider-Bite, a Spider-Man's young sidekick named Nathan. And I adore this opening sequence that is just all action. It's from the get-go. It's just kind of non-stop. It goes like the whole first sequence, maybe the first four pages, is Spider-Man fighting every arch-nemesis, every supervillain that he has in the in the Spider-Man lore. And uh, just as, as Spider-Man is seriously like about to take a dirt nap from, from the Sinister Six coming out of him, all of a sudden, how about the Sinister 60? <laughs> You're like, what? How is it going to make it? But thankfully, just as he's about to to, to, <laughs> to mail it to the farm, take a dirt nap, Spider-Bite shows up. And thankfully, he's there to save the day. Yes, he's like a he's like an eight-year-old kid. He's like, no, I'm not eight. I'm nine and a half, <laughs> which is great. I just, I love the very emotive eyes of Spider-Bite. They go all crazy. And, and that's, it makes sense, right? It's how how the eyes of a nine-year-old would be if they were wearing an emotive Spider-Man mask. <laughs> so it, it's perfect. And I love the, the Spider-Bite's classic color to his super suit. It definitely has an homage to the early days of Spider-Man, which is great. And my favorite panel is definitely this huge splash page of action as Spider-Man and Spider-Bite just take on the Sinister 60. Yes, 60. <laughs> so many punches, so many kicks, so many thwips. It, it just does an amazing job of capturing the very essence of Spider-Man and adding something unique with a, a lovable sidekick. And they're just, their banter is fantastic. I was just drinking the Kool-Aid from early on. I'm like, man, this is great. It's everything you wished Robin was and the relationship between Batman and Robin was. They like each other. They're having fun. They're laughing. They're cracking jokes at each other. It's it's a little snarky, but mostly it's like filled with love and 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 they're just admiring each other. It's great. Um, <laughs> I love it. And, uh, and, and they, I love how slowly the action, all this action, uh, focuses, uh, kind of funnels in to just the ringleader of this sinister, sinister 60. And I won't tell you who that ringleader is. Cause it's kind of a funny surprise, but, um, but the buildings in New York and all the art here slowly start to transform into large cardboard boxes with crayon coloring. Yeah, you're going like, what's happening here? It's New York, but then all of a sudden, it's like a scene from Toy Story. So you start thinking, okay. Um, and Spidey, <laughs> a little verklempt. Um, <laughs> there, there's this box that they're fighting for, by the way. I'll skip. I don't want to. I feel like I'm spoiling too much. But there's this box, this kind of orange box that they're fighting for. And and the box that, that what's in there, when they open it for the first time, it... I teared up right there when they open this orange box 
and what the sort of box, what the item symbolizes uh, got me. Absolutely got me. I feel like I've totally said too much, but anyway, um, <laughs> Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man issue number six, it just absolutely captures that superhero feeling, which is very rare, and I love it when it really happens. Simple, and it's not a very dialogue-heavy book, so it just it's a great balance between art and writing. That's why it's the number one pick right here. Um, and I love that it, they they take kind of, you know, Spider-Man in a smaller sense, Spider-Man in a smaller story where he's helping a young boy in so many ways, which you have to read the sort of end. The whole third act of this is fantastic. will grab you by the heart and squeeze it and make you feel warm and nostalgic and happy for this book. The issue, by the way, stands alone at the end sequence. Um, you know, this isn't tied to anything, so you don't have to read uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man 1 through 5. This really just stands alone for sure all by itself doesn't need anything and the end sequence of friendly neighborhood spider-man just really had me struggling to keep in the tears that's what i'll say uh this one will stay with me for a while absolutely that the, the spider-man is this hometown superhero uh and and that's that's really what to me the essence of spider-man is all about it's 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 smaller roles it's encapsulated into you know his few blocks of where he lives his life. And it's about Spider-Man taking time out to be a super positive role model in a young boy's life. Tears, folks. Really. Read, read it, read it. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, issue number six. Immediately. I, I promise you that your nerd heart will be just be filled with love and joy. That's why it's my number one pick of the week. It. Uh, I read it early because F, I read my comic books alphabetically. And I, Friendly was like, you know, in the whatever, the top five of my reading. And it was not my number one. And I had to just read everything else and compare it to it and bounce it against this. And it easily just beat them all. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man issue number six. A standalone issue. Get it immediately. So there you go. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, May 8th. Let me lock the vault door. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these comics immediately. This is a just a phenomenal week of comic books get all four of these i promise you that you'll you're gonna love them and if you have any questions comments or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation just email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com and to see the sunspots comics universe encapsulated in one place with all of my favorite picks of the week since may of 2015 when i started this podcast go to sunspotscomics.com it's got it all encapsulated there click on pull list you'll see that i just updated my pull list i have 90 comics currently on there that i'm reading which is crazy um, also pick on top comic book picks of the week you'll see every past top pick that's there since i started this podcast so it's a great listing of amazing comics and i update my site every week please check out sunspotscomics.com and also thank you to our sponsor pop up tea check their huge they've got a humongous selection of nerdy fun t-shirts at popuptea.com they seriously have a nerdy shirt for anything you can possibly think of in the world of nerddom. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off of any shirt order. Even the clearance stuff, which is already really cheap, but go and check out and thank you to PopUpTea.com. So please tune in next week for issue number 208 of the SUNSPOTS COMICS podcast, where I will have 16 new comic books on my pull list for new comic book day, May 15th, and four of them our new number ones that I'm definitely going to check out. I hope they are excellent so I can recommend them to you. And here, by the way, is just a few, just a, just a sprinkling 
of the new comic books for May 15th, just a couple that I'm super excited to read next week for next uh, week's podcast number 208. First, right off the bat, Daredevil issue number five. Daredevil has been fantastic. He has uh, maybe uh, murdered someone, and or maybe it was an accident, or maybe it's a setup, but there's a new sort of detective in town. Detective North, I think was his name. That's really giving Daredevil some issues and some problems, and he, this detective is also a major badass. So Daredevil, I can't wait to read it. Little Bird, issue number three from Image Comics. That story is weird. This science fiction tale about uh, this uh, apocalyptic world that's run by this uh, by this religious sect that's just seriously twisted. So I can't read to, uh, wait to read Little Bird, issue three. Been a top pick of the week, by the way. And third and final is Spider-Man Life Story, issue number three. That's been phenomenal. It's kind of like... Uh, zipping through time, they started like the first issue was the 60s and 70s, and issue three must be the 80s. So it just zips through and kind of shows uh, like a realistic take on how Spider-Man's life would really occur. I think by the end of that six-issue miniseries, we might see him like 90 years old sitting in a rocking chair or something. I hope so. But anyway, Spider-Man Life Story is the third and final new comic book for next week that I'm super excited to read for New Comic Book Day, May 15th. And don't forget, our Sunspots Comics Pledge. We will read a whole bunch of brand new comic books, but only recommend to you the greatest of them so you can save some time and save some money. And please help us out by telling a nerdy loved one about the Sunspots Comics podcast. And if you can... Take a little moment here. Give us a five-star review on iTunes with a few positive words. Do those two things together, and that really helps us. And if you do that, I'll give you a shout-out on a future podcast, and I'll even mail you a little something, a little comic book prize package from me as just a small token of my appreciation, like I'm just mailing out for Nander28. Thanks again last week for giving us a nice review, Mr. Nander28. So that'll do it. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope you grabbed a little energy, a little positiveness, a little love that I'm throwing your direction. And also read those four comics and really enjoy the, them. They're fantastic. But uh, and don't forget, like our good friend Stan used to say, Hang loose, heroes. To be continued. Oh, I told you, here's to the hearts that you're going to break. Here's to the lives that you're going to change. Here's to the infinite ways to love you I want you to have it Here's to the good times we gonna have You don't need money Got a free pass Here's to the fact that I'd be sad Without you I want you to have it all Comics now.